God damn, I love this is one of my favorite Lincoln Park tracks. And when you hear this live in an arena, god damn man, I am so happy I got to see these motherfuckers live. I think I saw them live three times, right? Ah shit! It's awesome. But people, it's our first chin check of the week. And we ain't throwing this away Oh no 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 Woo What a weekend of fights right In Victor on Friday Then we had UFC 255 on Saturday <laughs> We got a lot to talk about people So let's get it popping right now Okay, people, week 11 is, um, well, it's nearly done, right? One more game, but, uh, yeah, apart from that, oh, man, I have to say, right, New England have been looking a lot better these last few weeks, you know what I mean? But, man, the Titans just had, just had that bit more. Just had that bit more this week, right? Texans even. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I always get the Texans and Titans. It's the tease. It's the tease. Now, let's go to the Titans. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I thought the Ravens were going to do it. You know what I mean? I, I definitely, uh, yeah. I thought Ravens were going to win this week. It was a crazy close game, though, right? Crazy close game. But um, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? When Baltimore went ahead, you did think, okay. But I think it came down to that third quarter interception. Because... There was no need for that. Like, what the fuck were you doing? You know what I mean? What the fuck were you doing? Ah, but, yeah, good good win for the Titans, you know? Good win for the Titans. Ah, a, a win that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, it, it was kind of close, right? It was, you know... All over the place, but the Browns, they got it done. They they nearly didn't. They they nearly gave that game away so many ways, right? So many ways. Oh man. Uh but um yeah, that last touchdown when I forget the player, 
but he just leaked. Like, there was no business of getting to that end zone. But he just jumped over everyone. That was a ball of play. So, um, yeah, just for that. Yeah, you know I mean, the Browns kind of deserved it just for that one play because it was crazy. It was a crazy play. So, uh, who next? Oh, shit. Saints and the Falcons. Saints and the fucking Falcons, man. That. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was scrappy, but whew, New Orleans did the business. You know what I mean? They did the business. I think it just came down to the def- what the defense and just making those plays. It's not like Atlanta were terrible, but yeah, just, you know what I mean? Orleans just, they just put their shit together. You know what I mean? That was it. And um, teams that finally, friggin' finally put it together. I, I, I was, I was wondering, because in that first play, first play, you know, Washington get the interception, then they fumble it. Then, it, you know, they reclaim it, and it was such a clusterfuck of a play, and then a call, right, there's one minute, you're like, but you're thinking, okay, at least Washington got the ball, but then it's just like, oh no, there's a penalty, the Bengals get, and you're like, wait, what, what is going on, and then they correct, and you're just like, ugh. Matt, this is draining. This is the game isn't even really under, and this shit is already draining. Oh man, but hey, it, it's just nice to actually get a win. You know what I mean? So hey, we we you know, it doesn't matter how they come, we will just take them. So uh, yeah, all good there, all good there. Ah. Uh, and the Chargers, Chargers get a win. Man, they've had so much bad luck here in the last few weeks that I, I was just expecting one last bullshit thing to happen. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting for it to go down. But um, yeah, Chargers were able to continue that. Just horrible form for the Jets. 0-10. It is... It's not pretty, man. It really ain't pretty. I feel someone's probably losing their job. (laughs) Oh, man. That's got to suck, right? It's got to (sighs) suck. But... Okay, so... um, Broncos... Dolphins, right? That was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one, right? Because Miami played hard. They really did play a hard frigging game. But, uh, yeah, just Denver just got rough and tough. You know what I mean? They just got rough and tough. They managed just to... Uh, 
Yeah, stay the distance just that little bit longer. So um yeah. Hats off to Denver. Oh, and one crazy game, right? So well, like the Vikings. The Vikings you you see these glimpses of like good good teamwork, good playing, good foresight and all of that. But man, they just yeah, I don't even know, right? Yeah, bit of a mess. Bit of a mess. And I like Kirk Cousins, you know? He like he will throw an in, just incredible pass and then he will fuck a simple one up. It is yeah, it's a weird one, man. But yeah, Cowboys take that game. Uh one game that was just just kind of crazy. Indianapolis Green Bay, right? Ain't even gonna lie. I thought the the Colts had just fucked that game up with all those early fumbles. Thought it was done. You know what I mean? Like even when you know they're, they're coming back and you know you're just saying like, right, like those fumbles are gonna cost you. Turns out though, right? And that's the crazy thing. You know what I mean? It's it, it was like. The the fumbles that cost Green Bay at the end. Like, damn. You know what I mean? The damn. That has got to hurt them, man. I'd be just pissed. Super pissed. Because you were so close. So damn close. And you coughed it up. Ugh. Oh, shit. But, um, man, what game? I swear we've missed a game. Ooh, yes. Carolina, Detroit. Carolina, Detroit. Yo. Do you know what I mean? Even with those terrible interceptions, (laughs) the Panthers still get it done. And hold Detroit for nil poir. You know what I mean? That's the big one. The, the, you know what I mean? It's just 20 and 0. Oh. God damn. And what can you say about Pittsburgh? Right? So they go down early. Go down early. And you're like, ooh, what's gonna happen here? Because you read the first quarter was, you know what I mean, just three points. That was the first quarter. But, yo, then just Steelers, once they hit that flow state, it just seems to be it, right? You, you just think, ah, no one's stopping them now, man. That's it, baby. And yeah, they just are rolled over Jacksonville. Rolled over a man. I, I, I had to say, I, I just think right now, right now, you would think 
Steelers, Chiefs, Super Bowl. That that's how it's looking. And friggin' Kansas City at the buzzer. What? Yo, I have to say, right? Raiders, they they had a good game. Raiders, they played it hard. They played it just as good as anyone. As good as anyone. And you were just thinking, right, when when they got that last score, right, when they got that last score in the fourth, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, they've won, right? They've won. But it's Malhone. And you always get that sense that he can pull it off, right? So when there's just those seconds to spare and he's got space, he, he's looking, he's looking, and then he lets it fly. you just like, ah, oh, shit. He, he's done it, man. He has done it. Because... This is the thing, like, Mal, he doesn't throw many air balls. He's so consistent with the passing that, yeah, you're just like, whoo, by the skins of their teeth. Kansas City for the win. Oh, man, but it is fun when it's that fucking close and nail biting, right? God damn, it is fun. So, uh, yeah, that is it. So, we'll just see how um, Tampa Bay and uh, Los Angeles do tonight, right? Uh, yeah. And then that is a week 11 over. Ooh, in that home stretch, people. In that home stretch. Invicta is now finished for the year. And, hey... Not a bad event to go out on, right? Not a bad event to go out from. We had people making successful debuts. Whether that be a promotional or a pro debut. You know, we had finishes. We had big knockouts. Not bad for five bouts. You know what I mean? Not bad at all. So, we had... Julie Kedzie, Laura Sanko, and TJ DeSantos on the announce booth. All, um, yeah, giving us a, a good time in the fight church. And, um, you know, yeah, I think we all know uh, there's been a lot of changes to this card. But it opened up, opened up real well. It really opened up real well with a flyweight bout between Kendall Hollowell and Juliana Miller. Man, this was a good fight, you know. And I, I think when you haven't seen Miller fight before, yo, woo, man, she got you excited, right? So the fight starts. Miller, she lands a couple of shots, but you could see what was going on. Hollowell, she wanted a takedown, 
And she goes straight in for that Now, Miller did defend it pretty well for a bit But Hollowell eventually was able to um, Yeah, eventually able to get it You know But once um, Miller was down She wasn't one of these people that just You know, lie on the back Try and tie things up Or just look a little lost No, she was hunting for stuff Right, threw the legs up You're thinking, okay, triangle Then she tried to get an armbar You know, but how? She, you know, she she's not a novice And um, she was able to uh, avoid those attacks But, yo, Miller didn't stop Right, and sometimes a sub is like a takedown Don't get it on the first attempt, you got to follow through Right, so it's not the first one, maybe not even a second Could be the third that you catch him with And I think this is what we saw So, um, yeah, Miller went for the leg, right How defended it, you know And um, she, uh, you know, she then tried to Regret regain her dominant position, um, but I think Miller she's able to land some elbows, land some good elbows to the head, right? And um, you're thinking, ooh, that could be problematic, but how persevered, persevered. Gets another takedown, right? Miller now goes for the leg again, right? They scramble, and um, <laughs> oh man, it was ah, it, it was such a beautiful thing to see, right? Because Miller, she she grabs the arm, right? Grabs the arm. And goes for the leg. So she's got control of both things. And as how, you know, she's trying to get out of this predicament, right? And you can't necessarily say she's doing the bad, bad thing. But she's, you know, she's turning, she's moving. But in her effort to escape, Miller just, she keeps a hold of the arm. Right, she doesn't ever let go. Right, so from that, she's able to then transition herself into an armbar, and it it was such a, a slick, such a slick thing to watch. You know, it is such a great move, people. If you haven't seen that. You need to go check it on Fight Pass, people. Trust me. Now, yeah, there wasn't anything for how to do. She had to tap. Had to tap. It was, yeah, it was great. It was a great one. And it was also fun just see Miller celebrate with her teammate um, in the cage. <laughs> we don't often see people taking pictures on the, <laughs> on the shoulders of their camp, right? So, uh, yeah. That was a fun fight and a good way to start the card. So then we drop down to Strawweight. And we've got um, Alexa Culp, you know, who we saw at um, 
Bush, I think it was in Victor 41, make her debut. And she's fighting Megan Penning, who's making her promotional and pro debut today, right? So, um, yeah, we were like, oh, how is this fight going to go? So straight out the gate, Penning, you know what I mean? She, she's coming with the aggression. So she races forward. But Culp, staying calm, firing out that jab, landing really well on Penning. You know, Culp is showing really good movement and fast hands. So Penning does get a hold of her, trying to take her down, but Culp is showing really good defense here and um, avoids, right? Then Culp gets her own take down, you know, which was, um, yeah, really good for, you know, just her winning the round, really. Um, but yeah, she gets a takedown. And, um, you know, get some ground and pound off. You know, so Colt definitely did the majority of the damage in the first round. Second round starts. Started a little bit tentative, which was a bit surprising after, you know, the first round. But, you know, like, Colt is still showing good hands. She slips, though. And Penning, not to look a gift off in the mouth, jumps on top, right? So she's able to get off some ground and pound, do, you know, throw some hammer fists. She takes the back. She's fighting for a rear naked. Colt defending well. Eventually, she's able to, um, yeah, spin in the guard, get on top. You know, land a little herself. Um, that's before the ref stands them up and they're exchanging on the feet. Where you kind of think Culp might have got the better of the stand-up in the, in the end of the second. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit iffy. Like, it's hard to call. They could, you know, the second round could have gone either way. Um... And I didn't pay attention to the open scoring, so I wasn't sure uh, what happened with that one. But in the third, we had, uh, yeah, in the third, you know, Penning really went for it, right? Really, you know, brought the pressure through a really good left you know what I mean? Just encountering Colt really well. So Colt gets a takedown. Um, but what we see, Penning is just throwing with, you know what I mean, bad intentions from the bottom. Like hammer fists, elbows. She is keeping busy. But, you know, Colt is controlling where the action is. You know, she, she's keeping Penning on the ground, looking to improve her position. Now, with Penning throwing, it is forcing Culp to stay in the guard and not take as many risks as maybe she might have. So you kind of look at it and go, okay, 
who's winning this? Because if you're on your back, are you winning a fight? Right? But if you're on top and you're mainly going for position and you're not throwing, are you still winning the fight? It is a tricky one. Right? Is a tricky one. And it would seem that the judges felt that, yeah, it's penning. Um, it is hard to say, right? Because technically, you kind of feel that Culp had, you know, had the advantage. She controlled where the fight was. But Culp wasn't really throwing a lot in that third round, you know? But then we're on the feet in the previous rounds, Culp was controlling it. So yeah, it, it's a hard one. I do I feel one judge gave it 30-27, which I don't understand that. <laughs> that makes no sense. You know, Culp at least won the first round. Right? If you weren't sure about the others, Culp won the first round. You know? So um yeah. I mean, judging is a uh, is an issue right now. You know, it, whichever organization you are watching. Uh, but yeah, good win and pro debut for Megan Penning. So we've now got a battle of the um, weather fronts, right? <laughs> we got Brittany Cloudy against Hurricane Hope Chase. <laughs> so it's a bantamweight clash And um, Yeah Both really sound like they're up for it But Cloudy did miss weight So Chase really does come out like a hurricane man She was just Throwing thunderous shots, you know, really just swinging, looking to take Cloudy's head off. <laughs> um, Cloudy, she's a bit more methodical, you know, just pushing out the jab, right? Um, yeah, she, you know, she does land and um, cuts Chase. Now, um, yeah, Chase continues to swarm forward with uh, shots and pressure, getting Cloudy, you know, up against the fence, looking to do some damage, you know. Um, she gets a, uh, does get a takedown, but Cloudy is really sappy on the ground and able to get back up, right? But, uh, you know, Chase, la you know, she's landing elbows uh, on Cloudy on the fence. Um, Cloudy, you know, she fires back with a one-two. It is, it's a lot back and forth, but you kind of feel that Chase is the one bringing it. You know, Chase is looking to do some damage. And, um... Cloudy probably wants to let fly a little bit more, and especially with combinations, you know, like, she's just throwing out the jab, or maybe a one-two, but that's kind of it, so second round, and, you know, 
Chase, <laughs> she's still coming with the same energy. Cloudy does start to throw more kicks, though. Which, yeah, probably a good thing. Chase, with all her aggression, she slips. So, like in the last fight, Cloudy, boom, she jumps on the back, right? Jumps on the back, she's looking for a real naked, you know, landing some shots. Cloud, Chase, though, she's able to um, spin and end up on top, right? Cloudy, you know, she's trying to uh, bring her legs up for a submission, but, you know, Chase is one of her legs, so she's not going to be able to get that, right? So you, you definitely are seeing... A, a bit of naivety on the ground from Cloudy, you know, because there's probably other things she could do, you know, probably a, a better thing in that situation, get in uh, mission control, you know, something like that, right, force the stand up, you know, but uh, yeah, that's not how it goes, right, um, but... Right, so Chase, she's, you know, she's moving her posture, keeping things at bay, right? She uh, gets, you know, well, she lets it back up, but pressures Cloudy back to the ground, takes her back, right? Which definitely isn't where Cloudy wants to be. Uh, Chase is able to flatten her out. Man, flatten her out And she's hunting now for the rear naked Man, as soon as she gets underneath You can just see her squeezing And uh, there's nothing for Cloudy to do She has to tap Has to tap And I have to say in um <laughs> in Hope Chase's interview, she is not one for uh, you know being subtle. She is calling everyone out. Like you know, no one wants to fight me. So look, I want to fight the elite girls now. Give me the elite girls. Give me a main event. Give me a co-main event. I don't care. Just give me anyone. I want anyone. <laughs> hey, but, right? The good thing about that, she's making her case. You know what I mean? She's letting it be known what she wants. And that's your time to do that shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Big props to Hope Chase, man. Big props to Hope Chase. So we then go to our co-main event of the evening. And this fight. <laughs> yo. It was bananas. Right? So we got Stephanie um, Gelchmacher against Caitlin Sammons. Who took the fight on... Um, yeah, real short notice. I think two weeks notice. So it's a flyweight encounter. And um, we got fireworks, people. We really did. Now, what we have seen from 
both fighters that they, you know, they've got ground and pound wins. They've got submission wins. But, you know, they can grind out a decision win. This fight did not go that way, right? So straight away, I mean, Gelchmacher, she comes out. You know, she grabs Salmons and, uh, yeah, dunks her to the ground for a quick takedown. Can't hold, props to Salmon, she gets back up. But Gelchmacher ain't letting go. She gets her to the fence and, um, you know, she's grinding her shoulder into the face. You know, she's doing the Joe's irritating knees to the legs, a few to the midsection, nothing Crazy But it's definitely Irritating Definitely irritating And um, you know Not pleasant right? Not pleasant uh, So Salmons is eventually able To reverse the position you know? So she lands A few knees to, of, uh, of her own Right But Gelchmacher is Strong so she reverses it back. The ref is a bit like, eh, mm, I think we need to take this to the center. So they're in the center, right? And, man, they exchange a couple of kicks. Then Gelchmacher, she throws a left, kind of ducks a bit to the side, and... Boom! Uncorks a right hand that just flattens Salmon. Salmon crashes to the ground and she has no clue what the fuck. Oh man, like it's crazy because we haven't, look, we've seen Gelchmucker punch hard, but nothing like this. She has never turned someone's lights out. It is crazy. And, uh, yo, her response is definitely one. You know what I mean? The, the visceral roar that she lets out. Oh, oh my gosh. Man, a huge, huge win for uh, Stephanie Gelchmaker, man. Huge. And um, so that takes us to the main event. Our, <laughs> our third main event for the card, right? The previous two fell through. So, in step, Kayla Harrison, right, making her Invicta debut, along with, right, along with her debut at uh, Featherweight, you know? She, in the past, she's fought at 155, lightweight, for PFL. So, um, yeah, it, the big question here was, how is she going to cope with the cut? You know, because you can cut to a weight, but how is your, you know, how is your body going to cope with that in a fight? Right, for instance, when we saw... um. Jose Aldo, you know, he made that weight cut, right, that bantamweight weight cut, but you definitely saw him fade in the fight, and he didn't necessarily look as sharp as he has at, um, 
you know, at featherweight, right, so it's, yeah, how was Harrison's body gonna cope with the cut, right, and, you know, Courtney King, she's fought at that weight, she understands, okay, so it's just like, oh, how is this gonna go, so the fight starts, they exchange some kicks and jabs, now, King does a good job at defending Harrison's first attempt at a takedown. But moments later, Harrison gets a nice trip takedown, follows her, and uh, uncorks with the elbows. Right? There's in PFL, they're not allowed to throw elbows on the ground. So Harrison's just like, ho, 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 let me use these toys. And opens King up with a huge elbow. Oh my god, it is vicious. We got blood everywhere, and Harrison is just really laying it on with the ground and pound. You know, there's probably about, I don't know, 10 seconds left in the round. Harrison goes for an arm bar. And you're just thinking, the fence probably not helping the situation, but King's able to survive, right? Able to survive to make it to the second round. Now, second round starts. King, she throws out a few jabs, but it doesn't take Harrison long to get a body lock takedown. And um, yeah, land some more elbows. Referee does stand him up, which was a little bit odd, right? Was a little bit odd because work was being done. But, you know, Harrison's like, it doesn't matter. I can do this all day. Gets a big dump takedown and just relentless, right? So she hits the ground a pound. She's looking to change her position. Goes from side control to mount back into side control. Locks up a crucifix and just unloads with the punishment. Unloads with the punishment and uh, yeah, ref has to stop it. Ref has to stop it. Huge win. For Kayla Harrison, you know, showed that, yeah, the weight ain't no thing, and she is gonna be problems at featherweight, man. So, um, you know, <laughs> there you go, people. As I said, look, this was a fun event, we had some great performances, and it was a good way for Invicta to finish the year, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, all good, real all good, not quite sure on, um, you know, the bonuses or that for the event, um, but yeah, definitely a fun one. Okay, so USC 255, man, we had some good fights, people, we had some good fights. I definitely didn't do very well. <laughs> I did not do that well on the predictions. Certain fights, yeah, I know, it was crazy. They just didn't go to 
fighters seemed a little off, you know what I mean? So out of the 12, I got five. <laughs> I got five people. But yeah, it, it was good. We had Anik, Rogan, and DC. Buffer with the announcing. And it all started, man, it started big, right? We had the early prelims, and we got off to a tremendous fight, right? So it was a welterweight clash between Louis Coza, Cozy even, Louis Cozy, and Sasha Palanikov, um, who took the fight on short notice, and I, I really think this, like, as I, I think I spoke about when I was previewing this one, it, it, it would come down to attrition, you know? Like, Cozy, he's, man, he's been demolishing people in the first round. Palanikov, he'd gone the distance, right? And um, I think that showed. So it's funny, it started off and Palanikov gets a takedown, but Cozy, man, Cozy clipped Palanikov in that first round and just unloaded. You thought it was over. You really did. The way everything was going, you thought that fight was done. But Palanikov was able to survive. Able to survive and, um, you know, use that reach, use the jab, gets another takedown, gets another takedown in the first, and, um, yeah, like unloaded with some good stuff, right? Um, gets a spinning elbow at the end of the round. You know, you could definitely say that that first round actually goes to Palanikov. Right, even though Cozy at one point nearly finished things, and then after that, right, you saw how much that that burst to try and win the fight took out of Cozy, because then onwards Palanikov kind of took over uh, in that second round. He's stuffing the takedowns using his jab. You know, just really controlling things nicely. He had a good um, spinning elbow, which he landed a few times. You know, like Palanikov showed some very good skills. And he got kicked in the nuts a couple of times in this fight. So in the third, uh, again, you know, cozy, lazy shoot at the beginning. Palanikov stuffs it, you know, lands some good shots, and on a restart, hits a huge right, puts Cozy down, and, um, yeah, Palanikov just unloads until the ref stops the fight. It was, whew, very, very impressive. You know what I mean? Especially after that first round. So, hats off to Palanikov, who, yeah, as I said, took the fight on short notice. You know what I mean? So, um, our next clash 
was a, a middleweight fight. We had Carl Dukas against Dustin Stolfus, who, um, yeah, like Cozy, we first saw in the Contender Series. With this fight, I think it might have just been a size thing. Because Dukas looked so much bigger here. He really did. And was kind of able to control the fight with his range. You know, with the jab... Um, his kicks. There was a lot of fence work, which uh, you know Dorcas was able to out muscle uh, Stolfus. You know, it, it it was just kind of that. Like Stolfus, like it, it's not that he looked bad. You know, he was definitely trying throughout the fight. He was very game, but yeah, he he just. Wasn't able to get past um, Dorcas's weapons for the most part, you know? Like, he tried a few sneaky things on the ground in the first and all of that. But, um, yeah, really, Dorcas kind of controlled... Yeah, he kind of controlled that fight, you know? Um, so, from there... Our last fight of the early prelims was another welterweight clash. And we had Jared Gooden making his debut against Alan Joban. You know, the veteran. Man, this was a good fight. And I think, really, you can't count um, Joban out. You really can't. Now, Gooden looked like he was a good fighter. He's very upright though, you know, he was very upright in this fight, and he was also very open to the hook, like, Javan couldn't miss with his hook, you know, he landed it throughout the fight, you know what I mean, um, and, I don't know, I think that, I think we saw Octagon Nerves, you know, although Gooden did look relaxed and everything like that, he, I think he's kind of sitting down, trying to always land a big punch, you know, a big shot, which, you know, I think it made uh, Jaban able to be the faster fighter, you know, get those shots off a bit quicker, a bit more movement than Gooden. You know, it's just these, like, small little veteran edges. These are the things that kind of gave Jaban that edge in this fight. You know, I, I think that's kind of partly it. But, yeah, Jaban body kicks and hooks. Those were his big go-to shots that never let him down. You know what I mean? Never let him down, right? So, uh, yeah. Like, it was a good performance from Jaban. It really was. So, uh, that, you know, that was definitely good for him. Especially because he's out so much, you know? So, uh, yeah. And it wasn't a bad fight to kind of see us into the prelims proper, you know? Okay, so the main card starts 
with a welterweight clash. Man, it looked like it was going to be a good one. We had Daniel Rodriguez against Nicholas Dolby. And, um, you know, Rodriguez, he's 3-0 in the UFC. He's been looking fantastic. Dolby, Dolby's good. Came back, he just came back to the UFC. He lost his fight on Fight Island. But it was a, a crazy, like, it was one of those ones you get hit early, you know what I'm saying, so, uh, you know, you think this will be good, right, and Dolby wants to get one back, Rodriguez wants to keep that run going, this, it didn't go at all how I thought this fight was going to go, it was one of the fights this evening that, um, it seemed like one of the fighters was just a bit stuck in quicksand or something, you know what I mean, because, like, of course these dudes are talented, but sometimes, you know what I mean, because you know, sometimes you get into the office and you're just like, man, I ain't in the mood to go over this shit, and you just think, imagine stepping into the fucking octagon, someone is wanting to rip your head off, and you're just feeling flat as a fucking motherfucker, and that's what this seemed like, because, you know what I mean, Rodriguez needed to get inside, right, because Dolby, Dolby was looking so fucking sharp, so sharp, it was crazy, and it was just kicks, Dolby was doing his thing with kicks, and looking sensational, you know what I mean, but because he's throwing these kicks, Rodriguez, he has to get inside to lay hands, and um, yeah, Dolby's keeping him at bay with the kicks, right, there's a few times um, Rodriguez does hit him, but you know, then Dolby gets away, gets back to the range, throwing those kicks, and that was his fight, Right, it was a it was a crazy one. Um, Schilling kept on telling Rodriguez, "Yo, you got to get inside." I mean, Schilling's keeping it real, like, "Yo, you're probably down. You need to finish. You need to do this." And you could see Rodriguez wanting to do it, but it just wasn't happening for whatever reason, right? And mad props to Dolby for you know what I mean, not getting drawn into anything crazy. For just keeping that game plan, just showing the variety of kicks he was throwing, just keeping that range, it it was a good game plan. It was a good win for um Dolby. So now he is uh yeah on that winning run on his second stint in the UFC. So next up, we got a female um flyweight bout. Aaron Arena Lipsky against you know the older Shevchenko sister Antonina. Now the interesting thing, like you know Lipsky, she's been on a tear. Antonina, you know, I mean she, you know, she kind of got handled by um Caitlin Shagagian in her last fight, right? And I don't think. To this point, we'd seen Antonina show all her weapons. You know, because she trains with Valentina. So you know that, obviously, 
She's training the same things as Valentina's training. So she's got that same skill set. We just haven't seen her be able to put it together in there yet. And um, so this fight, yo, we saw Antonina just, man, she looked sensational. You know what I mean? Like, good on the feet. Right, and Lipsky hit her with a really good hook early on in that first round, you know. Uh, you know Lipsky probably seen the last fight, right, saw that Shevchenko was not great on the ground. So, she's trying to take her down. Um, there's a point, and Shevchenko, she had this whizzer. It was a great, she stuffed the takedown, whizzed the whizzer, got back up. Hit a knee, then gets a hip toss takedown of her own. Right? So you're thinking, ooh, is this the wisest thing? You know what I mean? Because Lipsky got that great lead lock off the ground. You know what I mean? Lipsky was looking very good in her previous fights on the ground. And um, you know, Lipsky, she's trying to get a submission, she's shifting her hits. Um, and you're thinking, oh, is she gonna kind of get out and get the back? And Shibjinko saw it, shifted, regained top, and just laid it down. You know, gave, gave some really good ground and pound. So, we're in the second round, right? In the second round. And um, Shibjinko is... Oh, she hits this push kick to Lipsky's face. It, it wasn't a, a crazy hard one, like... You know, a la Anderson Silva, but it was a, you know what I mean? You didn't want it. You definitely didn't want that foot in your face, right? So she hits Lipsky with this. Lipsky hits a big right, but, you know, Shevchenko's just like, you know what? Eh, fuck it. Takes her down, right? Takes her down, ties her up, landing strikes. And you just see the progression she's made on, like, the shift to mount was superb. And Lipsky, she's trying to move, trying to buck her. And you're just seeing Shevchenko ride all those motions, maintaining top position. We have seen Shevchenko make so many, you know, improvements since that last fight, it was really good to see, and she then just unloaded, unloaded on Lipsky, uh, you know, it was so bad, referee had to stop the fight, man, Shevchenko, it was a dominant and just really, really good win, like, especially considering her last fight, so yeah, the first part of the Shevchenko sisters game plan is complete, so we then jump up to middleweight, and um, Joaquin Buckley, right, coming off of that, man, hearing that ninja knockout against Impa Kakaskanai in his last fight, so, he is now stepping in with the unbeaten Jordan Wright, the American Ninja. And um, you're just like, okay, 
Can Buckley, you know what I mean? Can he live up to what he set, right? That standard he set in his last fight. That's the big question here. I mean, looking at these two, Barkley is huge. Barkley is fucking huge, man. It is crazy. He comes out fast like Barkley does, but right, you know what I mean? He keeps his composure. He's moving around well, right? Moving around well. Um, and he, he's throwing hands. His hands are low, though. Right, his hands are low Thinking, okay, keep him up a little Protect your face, man You know what I mean? And so Buckley is able to hit some really good counters Right, um Yeah, right, he, he's yeah, He hits a good body kick Partial head kick Lantern uppercut as Buckley moves in He's doing all the right things He's moving And that's the key here Move Right, because you do not want to get hit by Buckley, and Buckley is loading up. Right, he is loading up. Right, and man, towards I think there was like ten seconds left in that first round, and Buckley connects. Oh man, a huge hook. He puts right down, and he swarms him. Well, man, luckily, the buzzer saves right. But you have to think, has it, though? You know what I mean? Has the buzzer saved him? Because he went down hard. He got hit with some heavy shots. And, you know, 30 seconds, that doesn't seem very long. So, second round. And, yeah, Buckley hits a huge right. Right. He's, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, you can see he's not all there, right? He's not all there. He moves completely the wrong way. You know, he's, instead of moving away from the punch, it's kind of like walking into it, gets caught, caught with another big right, goes down, ref jumps in, it is done. It is done. Done. You just can't fuck with Buckley's power. Right? Can't fuck with that power, man. You know what I mean? Gotta be careful. So uh yeah, there is there is that. So uh yeah, good win for Buckley. Then we get to the main event of the prelims, and um man, this is it. You kind of go, it's the contender fight to fight whoever wins the belt tonight, right? Because you got Brandon Moreno, who many feel, have to say I did as well, you know, was a, a very, I think, just challenger for that belt, right? You think he could have been in that main event tonight. And then he's going up against Brandon Royville, who's looked sensational, right, and you could say, Royville is, like, Moreno, you know what I mean, but, like, Royville is Moreno when he first got to the UFC, 
they're, they're kind of the same dudes It's just Moreno has now got this wealth of experience After challenging and being in there with some top level opponents Right, that's what this is So it's like, oh, can the experience beat the upstart? What is gonna happen here? And, um, yo, this this was a good fight, right? So, Royville, he comes out with kicks, but Moreno, he's, man, he's landing good shots. Because I think Moreno had the, the reach advantage here. He's landing some big shots, right? Moreno gets the takedown, and, oh, you just... The way he he's moving everything like that it is just good. It is just good. Um, but right, Royville, man, he he does a great move to get up. Right, you gotta go, yo, man. Props for the way Royville got up from the takedown. Right, um. You know, he just misses a step in knee, Royville. Moreno, you know, Moreno is a savvy fucking vet now, right? So, he, um, yeah, lands, then grabs another takedown, right? And he is, whew, transitioned, going for a red naked choke, right? And he is cranking. Cranking the chin And you can see There is a moment where Royful He's thinking I should tap, I need to tap Oh fuck, fuck Because it is so, it's not quite under the chin But it is on the chin And it's getting cranked Right It's crazy But Royful He sticks in there And he manages to escape Right Gets back to guard. They scramble. And, um, yeah, Moreno is on top, landing hammer fists. And the ref stops the fight. We then find out that, um, Royville popped his fucking shoulder. Right? That's why he couldn't move from the position Moreno had him in. Because Moreno had him locked up. He's landing those hammer fists. You know what I mean? And, um... Yeah, Royville popped his fucking shoulder. Oh, and we just see it get popped back in. It was crazy. But a sensational win for friggin' Moreno. And you've got to think, he he definitely should be in line now to challenge whoever's got the belt after this Fight card. So a perfect way to bring us into the main card. Okay, so we start the main card with the rematch, right? Paul Craig against Mauricio Shogun Hua. Now the first fight, first fight was crazy. Craig was winning, and um, yeah, then uh, Rua came back. So it was just like how was this one gonna go? And gotta say, Paul Craig, Paul Craig looked in great shape. Rua, I guess probably he looked in better shape in the first fight. You know what I mean? Gotta say that. And I feel 
yeah, all of that played into what went down, right? Now, Craig, Craig was looking real sharp. A lot of different kicks early, you know what I mean? Uh, Hua, he's headhunting, right? Still dangerous with the hands, but Craig, he gets a, a quick single leg takedown, hits some hammer fists, you know, Rua gets up, Craig hits a knee to the head, goes for a dust, can't get it, you know, Rua, he's back up, and, um, yeah, they're going for it, you know, Craig goes for another takedown, but Rua lands on top at the end, and you're thinking, ooh, you know, that, that's not where you want to be, he might be old, but he can still do damage, gets off a big shot, but the round is over, so we go into the second, and um, yeah, Craig, you know, what I mean? he's doing those kind of scarfs, stomps, and all of this, keeping Ruer at bay. One thing that worried me in the fight was Craig can be a bit upright. You know what I mean? That chin is up there, but it was fine. He, you know, he did well. Got some spinning body kicks. You know what I mean? Which you're like, okay, alright. And um, you know, gets a, a trip takedown. You know, goes for the back, slips off. So they're back on their feet. Right? And um yeah, Craig gets another takedown. And this was the definitive situation because he gets he, he manages to flatten Ruhr out. And that is always tricky, right? Always tricky. And Rua was looking a little tired. So he flattens him out and then just unloaded. Just unloaded with the shots. Which definitely is some growth in Craig's game. But you do feel in the past he would have tried for a rear naked or, or, or something. Right, but this time he's just going for the shots, going for the shot, and Rua. The only thing he can do is tap. So a huge win for Craig, man. Huge win for Craig, and a, a good way to start the fight, start the card, even. You know. So we then jump to the women's flyweight division. Um, this was a fight I was looking forward to, you know, Cynthia Calvillo against Caitlin Chagagian, both real tough, and the big thing about this is, you know, Chagagian's reach, that was the big thing, but we have seen um, Calvillo be, you know, real tenacious, get inside, do a thing, now, I said a couple fighters seemed off on this card, right? Calvillo was the second one. Because you could see she knew she had to get inside. She just didn't go inside. It it was a baffling fight. Now, Chagagian, she did a thing, right? She felt from range, landing kicks, landing jabs, you know? Did her thing. Did what she needed to do to um, get a win without putting herself in crazy danger. But yeah, Calvillo just... Man, I, I don't know what it was. Now, on occasion, 
she got in and she landed. That was the real weird thing about it all. That she could land when she got in. But she just didn't. You know, her corner was giving her all the right info. But yeah, it, it, it was... It was baffling. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she was dealing with an injury or something. It just didn't didn't go to plan at all. Well, didn't go for plan for Calvillo. It definitely worked out nicely for Chagagian, who got a comfortable win there. So, um, yeah, we then go to... Uh, the, the the Mike Perry Tim Means fight. And this again, this was another interesting one. Because, you know, I kind of feel that usually if a fighter misses weight, that fighter usually wins. So you know, it's a shame, but that's what happens. And when you factor in that Perry's got heavy hands. And means, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say he's chinny, right? But I feel in the twilight of his career, he has become a little bit more susceptible to getting stunned, you know? So that was the, that was the concern, really, with this fight. Yeah, didn't really need to be, you know what I mean? So... I think Means was really using his jab well. So he he was keeping Perry on the outside. You know, he was doing a real good job of that. Now, Perry did get inside in the first, right? Gets a takedown. Um, attacks with a rear naked. You know what I mean? He was doing the right things. But Means, he's able to spin, get on top. Um, but... He doesn't want to mess around on the ground, even though we know means eight. Hey, he's no pushover on the ground, but he stood back up. You know, he stood back up and, um, yeah, did his thing. Landing kicks, knees. And as the fight went on, you see means get more comfortable and he was landing that nice step in elbow he's got, right? Doing that and just putting things together. Right, he, he, he's he got a, um, you know, crisp one, two, you know, he, he's throwing in the head kick, yeah, he was just doing well, and Perry, I, he, he just couldn't, man, he, he couldn't bully means, I think mean, that was the big thing, right, couldn't bully means, means was just, um, well, he just meant business. <laughs> yes, he did, man. And and it was good to see Tim real focused, just following that plan, right? Following the plan and just making Perry pay all the time. You know, and that's what he was doing. You know, good knees to the body. Um, you know, the elbows were working so well for Means. And he was just putting it all together nicely. You know, kicks, hooks, 
you know, one-twos, the jab, uppercuts, everything. You know, he, he was throwing with a real nice synergy and combinations. You know, like Perry was throwing a lot of ones, you know, a lot of one single shots, that kind of thing. But yeah, means just a clear winner with this one. So, hey, now we got our two title fights, right? So we start off with the ladies' flyweight belt. We had a Valentina Shevchenko, the challenger, what the champion, my bad, the champion, right? Against Jennifer Meyer, the challenger. And um, yeah, Valentina, super sharp, super sharp, super crisp, um, doing a thing. You know, she got takedowns. You know, what I mean, she she utilized the ground, man. She got an early takedown in the first, and uh, yeah, just hitting elbows, ground a pound, very meticulous, real meticulous. So in the second, during his spinning back kick, right, gets a takedown. Um, you know, Maya was able to scramble and get up, right? But yeah, it it is just Shipchenko is so quick. You don't really see any mistakes from her. Yo, know, there is a, an economy. Of motion. You know, she's not reckless. She's just crisp. Crisp and smooth. And that's what we were seeing. Right? She was just really good. You know what I mean? Um, Now, in the third round, right? Maya is able to get Shevchenko down. um, And... Yeah, just stay busy, like, stay heavy on top, right, heavy on top, and, um, win the round, but it, it's, it's a funny thing, because, you know, Shevchenko loses a round, and you see everyone going crazy, but, right, when, when we look at the rest of it, next two rounds, yeah, it was all Shevchenko. Now, not to say Maya's a walkover, because Maya definitely wasn't. You know, Maya was trying. You know, she like she tried an arm drag takedown at one point. You know, which you think, yeah, that's that's you know, you're mixing it up, right? You're trying new things, and against someone else that possibly could have worked. It wasn't working against Shevchenko, though. You know, and she beat Maya on the feet. You know, she was real good on the ground, for sure. But even on the feet. And you're thinking, like, Maya is a, you know, she's a kickboxer. Right? But, no. Couldn't, you know, couldn't outstrike Shevchenko. Shevchenko, just the movement. Right, she never backing up on the straight line, stepping to the side, landing the hook, all just repeatedly throughout the night. Man, Shevchenko is just 
so damn good. So damn good, right? Just a vicious elbows, just super exact with everything she threw. Everything she threw. So yeah, there was just no doubt that you know Shevchenko won the fight, you know? Unanimous decision. Just lost one round. That's it, people. It was nothing crazy. And even in losing that round, didn't take a crazy load of damage. You know what I mean? Didn't take a crazy load of damage. So, who's going to beat Shevchenko, right? Man, it looks like it's going to be Jessica Andrade. Um, you know, and she's a tank for sure. But... Man, Shevchenko is just that next level. But that then leads us to the next title fight. Davison Figueredo, his first defense against Alex Perez. And um, were we going to see an upset? You know, was Perez going to be the first fighter from the contender series to win a belt? No. No, that wasn't happening, right? Now, Perez, he came out swinging, but Figueredo, man, just real composed. It's a big body kick, right? Big body kick, you know, gets another one. Um, Perez he tries for a takedown, real tenacious going for that. But Figueredo, superb balance, right? He then... Drops down and grabs the leg. And I have to say, right, where you see some people do this, and I feel someone did it this night, but I can't remember the name. Now, Figueredo, he he had the knee. When you look at the legs, he had the knee. Hearing? But he wasn't going for the leg, really. Um... It was just a, you know what I mean? It was just one of those things. Now, Perez, he spins, lands a hammer fist, right? And he he goes for, um, he goes for top position. But you just see the way Figueredo moves, you know? And he, you know, always moving. So he's got Perez off balance, Wraps the arm round the head and then just shifts his position. Just shifts his position. Boom. Now he's got a guillotine, right? Got a guillotine and it's tight. It is super tight, right? Um, you know, and like at one point, it, you think, oh, is Perez gonna slip out? Right, because he starts to try and get up. He's trying to rise, and Figueredo is squeezing, moving with him, and Perez has to tap Figueredo, and still, whoo, man, it was a really good performance. Really good performance. And you have to think to yourself, what is next? You know? But Brandon Moreno won. So, will they make that fight? 
That is the big thing, right? Will they make that fight? Now, Dana, in the um, press conference, did say he wants to try and um, keep Figueredo in Vegas, get him turned around. So, yeah, we will just have to wait and see. But the performance of the Knights go to uh, Joaquin Buckley. He gets one for that stoppage of Jordan Wright. And Tina and Antonina Shevchenko. She gets one for her just superb dominant performance over Ariana Lipsky. And this was a good one. Sasha Palanikov. He gets one for that incredible performance. Hearing that come from behind performance against Luis Kosi, right, in the first fight of the night. So, uh, yeah, I feel all very just winners. Um, yeah, so there we are, people. Uh, there we are. Uh, another fight card next week. So, um, yeah, we will uh, look ahead to that on another day. Okay, people, so that's the episode, but whew, we have fight announcements. There are there are some really good fights on the horizon, people, and two huge announcements that came just the other day, right? So, where are we starting? Sean Woodson is out of his fight, um... With Jonathan Pierce uh, on Saturday, but you know what? In step, Kai Kamaka. So, hey, still gonna be a good fight, right? Uh, one thing about next weekend. So, um, Renento Morocano was uh, meant to be fighting Rafael Fiza. Unfortunately, Morikano has tested positive for COVID, but hey, the fight is still staying intact, and it looks like it's getting moved to UFC 256 on the 12th of December. And um, yo, that card is that card is bonkers, bonkers. Uh, bananas even <laughs> uh, Also on that card now We got Andrea Lee V. Gillian Robertson Which that's a fun fight That's a real fun fight um, There's two others I'm going to get back to those ones So um, the 19th The 19th is also uh, uh, Looks like it's going to be a stacked card Right, so um, unfortunately, uh, Braganetto is out of his fight, right? But um, it looks like Darren Wynn is now fighting Antonio Arroyo, so that's an interesting one. That really is. I, and also, <laughs> it's a quick turnaround for Chaos Williams. He's going to be fighting Michael Pierre. <laughs> that, that's an interesting fight, right? Um, now, this, 
I don't know. Uh, there's, I think Volkov might have been, but this is still a huge, huge test for Greg Hardy because he will be fighting Marcin Tabora on the 19th. And um, Tabora's looked good in his last few fights, but we are definitely seeing improvements to, and an evolution to Greg Hardy's game. So, hey, that's a fight, right? Um, so we jump to January. On the 16th, Nick Lentz is fighting Mike Grundy. So, um, I mean, that's gonna be a rough and tumble, you know what I mean, affair. Hey, Victoria Leonardo just got herself a shiny contract uh, last Tuesday night. Um, now she's got a fight. <laughs> yes, on the 30th of January, she will be fighting Natalia Silva. And um, then also, Pedro Munez is fighting Jimmy Rivera. Oh, shit. You just think, how has that fight not been made earlier than this? It's kind of crazy, but that's a good fight. Um, then we go to February, right? So the 20th of February, Jared Gordon is fighting Danny Chavez. And then on the 27th, Alonzo Menafield will be fighting William Knight. So, all tremendous fights. But, people, the huge news. So, last week, Tony Ferguson was looking for a fight. He's got one, people. He will be fighting Charles Oliveira. At UFC 256. Now, I was thinking, oh shit, that's a fun five rounder, right? That's the main event. No, no, it isn't. Right? Oh, and I say main event because unfortunately, um, yeah, Peter Yan has had to pull out of his fight against Aljamain Sterling. Uh, for family reasons So um, hopefully all is good with Yan But um, hey we, 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 You know what I mean We'll get that fight probably early next year So hey Just means we get a fun fight You know what I mean Then so Aljamain will just have to wait a little bit longer To get that gold wrapped around his waist But we do get a um, a title fight on the 12th because <laughs> they just you know I mean they just fought but they're turning around super quick. That's Davidson Figueredo will be putting the strap on the line against Brandon Moreno. Oh shit! Yes. So it's a fight people felt should have been made earlier. It's gonna happen still this year. Oh shit. Who's gonna win, right? Oh man. That is a fun fight. But it does mean that Ferguson Oliveira is gonna be three rounds. Which is a damn shame. But yo, I cannot wait people. Like, 
every week we got fights and every week the cards just seem to add something new popping with them so um yeah looking forward to all of this shit people but we will be back on Wednesday to break down Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades. So until then, people, peace.